The Chicago White Sox snapped their 10-game losing streak and beat the Tampa Bay Rays on Sunday 12-9 to thanks to an Andrew Vaughn walk-off home run. Uh, the Sox are now 8-21. and And Sunday's roller coaster game capped off a tumultuous weekend uh, that put Luis Robert Jr. and the organization as a whole at the center. Uh, the Sox have a day off on Monday to reflect on the weekend that was and perhaps how to proceed with the first place Minnesota Twins coming to the south side to start a three-game series on Tuesday. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Uh, the Chicago White Sox play host to the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday. Michael Kopech on the hill for the White Sox. Uh, catch every pitch of the Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox, 8-21 and 21 on the season. What a weekend. Lots to get to. Uh, nine games back in the AL Central. Uh, Sox snapped their 10-game losing streak, 12-9. Uh, to nine. Andrew Vaughn walked it off. Good to see uh, a guy that I hope will be on the White Sox for a long time, uh, taking care of things and, uh, and getting that moment. Um, I mean, it kind of distracts us, I guess, for a moment on some of the serious stuff going on. Organizational rot. Uh, we're going to get to it. Man, uh, there's just some there's some stuff happening with this team, with this organization that I just never thought would happen. Uh, you know, the losing, the record, okay. But then there's these other layers of things that are going on with the front office and with players and you know, can Grafol keep this all in check? Or I mean, is it too late? I I don't know. Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, during that ten-game losing streak, the Sox had a minus forty-five run differential. Just unbelievable. It was bad. Uh, it was, despite Sunday's walk-off, which again, great. And the weekend on a high note. You've got an off day on Monday, but it it was an ugly weekend. Saturday's game. Uh, was like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, you know, I uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the details. Uh, the, the hockey jersey was probably the best thing that happened White Sox-wise uh, all weekend long. Uh, and I've been asking myself this question, and maybe you have as well with other Sox fans in your life. And I, again, never thought it would come to this. Uh, here we are, May 1st. Do uh, you just let this season get ugly? Did you, do you just, as a fan, just say, you know what, let it burn, let it burn. And, you know, maybe, maybe if things truly get ugly, uh, maybe we'll see some change, the correct change, the right change. I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ultimately uh, get there. And 
the, the real change is, of course, new ownership. But there's all this other stuff, the guts of the organization uh, that is poison, in my, in my personal opinion, that needs to go. There needs to be so many new people doing uh, you know, better at what's happening, at quality people. You know, really know what's happening in the baseball world and how to get this organization on the right track. You got to get rid of the old. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen until Reinsdorf is gone. So do you just kind of hope, well, maybe, maybe if things get really, really bad by June or by July, I don't know, there's a change in, in you know, the organization somewhere. Or do you say, let's, let's keep fighting? You know, I, we can make this up. We can get back to 500. It's a weak division. You never know. Um, that's that's a game I'm playing right now. Uh, again, Sunday was great, but you look at what's happened over the last week or so and what's coming ahead. I mean, sure, sure, there's an easier quote unquote schedule on the horizon, but I don't think we were losing because there was a tough schedule necessarily throughout April. We were losing because we were just bad at baseball. Poor fundamentals, poorly prepared, horrible execution, some laziness that I think we might have seen uh, on Saturday. I don't think Grafol knew what he was getting himself into, uh, roster construction, uh, all the stuff. Uh, th that's what we've been seeing. So 2018, horrible season for the White Sox. It was supposed to be horrible. They lost 100 games. They were built to lose 100 games. After 29 games during that season, uh, the White Sox were 9 and 20, and 9 and 20. Okay. In 2023, a season that Han said felt different. We're getting back to our winning ways, to winning championships. The Sox are currently 8 and 21 after 29 games. On April 27th, just a few days ago, uh, Rick Hahn said, put it on me. Uh, that's the job. It's the absolute gig. Put it on me. Uh, I'll tell you this. Let's make this real clear. It sure as heck isn't on Pedro. Again, Hahn referring to this horrible start by the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Pedro uh, got a little hot over the weekend. Got thrown out of two straight games trying to light a fire with this team. He had some intense words uh, with the umps uh, this past weekend. Now, going off of what Han uh, said uh, just a few days ago, this this going back to October uh, 2022. So this is just at the very beginning uh, of the offseason. After, again, one of the most disappointing seasons in White Sox history, uh, Rick Han said, if it ever got to the point where I felt like I wasn't the right person in my role, I'd step aside. And I'm lucky enough again to have the support from Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, it's now time. It's absolutely time for him to step aside. Uh, I don't know if Jerry will let him, uh, but Han should step aside. Where he goes, I have no idea. I don't know what organization brings in a guy like Rick Han and said, yeah, this is, this is the X factor. This is the guy we need to lead our team as we're trying to put a championship uh, caliber team together. Uh, Kenny Williams, of course, in the Chicago sometimes not too long ago. Accountability is not a problem here. Uh, what a joke, an absolute joke. If you saw some of the games this past weekend, I mean, during that 10 game losing streak and really during this whole season, uh, there's been a lot of garbage. 
but lately against the Rays, I mean, and Saturday was such a mess. Oh my goodness. Uh, was that just the pinnacle of, of how bad things have been going? Uh, there was a New York Times article in mid-March. So I went back and I kind of uh, read some articles this past weekend about like what what were people saying maybe nationally? What were some other things being talked about uh, heading into this 2023 season? And this was something that I found uh, in the new, in a New York Times article about the Chicago White Sox and Pedro Grafol taking over and can he right the ship? Uh, this was from Elvis Andrews. Uh, sometimes when you have too much talent, uh, you start forgetting the little details of the game, uh, Andrews said. It's something that Pedro and all the coaches notice, and they know that for us, as talented as we can be, if we don't pay attention to little details and fundamentals, that's when it gets ugly during the season. Wow. Some Southside hubris on that. Turned out the little details uh, were not the biggest problem uh, with this White Sox team. And maybe they did not have as much talent as they thought. You know, I, I, I bought into it, drank the Kool-Aid, as I know a lot of White Sox fans uh, did. How can you not? You know, Luis Robert Jr., you know, 25-tool player. This guy's going to be a monster. Yohan Mancada, uh, Aloy Jimenez, you know, watch out for this team. Again, who are the people telling us this? You know, do you trust anybody from within the organization at this point? You know, national pundits, I feel like sometimes it's a flip of a coin with some prospects. And right now, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a, oh, watch out, you know, we're too talented of a team. You know, it's the little details that are going to hurt us. I think it's just the flat out talent uh, and the little details, you know, those things now are crippling. Because if you don't have the talent and you're not performing, well, then when you're making errors in Little League stuff, uh, not being able to throw the ball in the home, missing cutoff guys, not paying attention to the action, I mean, then, then you're just destined to fail. Uh, when Pedro Grafol was hired way back when, you know, he said, my job and my staff's job is going to be to make sure that the energy is high every night and we're prepared to win a ball game. Uh, I'm sorry, but this past weekend, there were more instances where it just didn't look like this White Sox team was prepared. Uh, they didn't look like they had the energy. They definitely weren't focused. Uh, Sox stages of grief. I mean, I'm starting to go through it a little bit right now. Sure. Again, walk-off win on Sunday. Exciting stuff. Heading into a day off. The Sox can't hurt you on an off day here on May 1st. Uh, but I'm starting to go through these these six stages or socks stages of grief, you know, denial. I mean, I still like, there's just no way I cannot believe uh, what we're seeing is real uh, anger for sure. Lots of anger at the front office at Jerry, uh, you know, the sell the team chants were happening this past weekend uh, bargaining, you know, well, maybe, maybe it's not so bad. Uh, maybe if we, you know, can win a few games here and there, uh, maybe the Twins will also slip. Maybe the Guardians will slip. Tim Anderson's coming back. Maybe Mancada. Crochet could help. Hendricks, I can't believe he's throwing. That, that's amazing. Well, we might be able to. Uh, depression then. It's like, wait a second. The reality is this team, 2023, uh, was supposed to be so much more uh, than, well, maybe we can get things going to get to 500. No way. 
April and May were supposed to be urgent, important months. We're going to play good baseball. We're going to show fans that they can they can trust in us again. And then you start thinking about where this team is at uh, and, and what could shape the next several years if they don't turn things around by the trade deadline. Uh, it, it can be uh, dejecting. Uh, and then, of course, you got acceptance. It's like, well, they are what their record is. They are 8 and 21. I mean, it's absolutely pathetic. That's who they are. And and that's where I go back to, mm, well, maybe, you know, maybe if it just absolutely burns down, maybe then. If it gets really, really bad, then maybe then Reinsdorf is like, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. I- I'm going to be selling. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But then that goes with your last uh, stage of grief hope. And that's what kind of brings us back. Uh, delusional hope for me as, as a Sox fan. I don't know about you, but well, okay. You had a walk-off win on Sunday, re- regroup on Monday. Uh, maybe you could take two or three from the first place twins. Who knows? Uh, hope is dangerous, uh, but also hope could be, you know, uh, pretty magical and pretty beautiful right now. I just don't know where to put uh, my White Sox fandom. Uh, It was a wild weekend that almost ended in another sweep at the hands of the Rays. Andrew Vaughn's walk-off created a short-term distraction. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Uh, Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try a Built. Uh, If you're like me and you want to eat a little healthier, especially with summer on the way, making better choices. I've got just the thing for you. Uh, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are amazing and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so good. You wouldn't think they're good for you. You've absolutely got to try them. Uh, They are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably uh, delicious flavors like churro, a peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait uh, for a box to show up in the mail. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you uh, still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars Uh, You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box uh, with our hit flavors, brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. Uh, But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without uh, leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Uh, visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. Our Chicago White Sox play the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday night on the south side. Michael Kopech on the hill to kick 
things off. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Let's head back to Friday. Uh, Nailbiter there. Sox lose three to two. Uh, home runs from Vaughn and Berger. That was about it. More of the uh, home run celebration coat and hat there. Sox offense 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. That's been the way, though, of the offense. Uh, Giolito, not too shabby on Friday. Giolito went six and two-thirds, eight hits, uh, two earned runs, zero walks, which was great, uh, six strikeouts, zero home runs, another awesome sign. His ERA, 4.15, might be lower than Dylan Cease right now. He threw 97 pitches on that game on Friday. I thought for sure Giolito was on track to finish seven, uh, which he was the last pitcher uh, to go seven. So that would have been uh, pretty good for Giolito uh, supporters. Uh, mental mistakes against championship caliber teams. Uh, White Sox manager Pedro Grafol said, you don't win like that. And again, uh, you know, good teams like the Tampa Bay Rays, they will exploit your weaknesses and then they will attack and they will pile the runs on, or they will make you pay somehow, some way. You can bank on it. Uh, whether it's, you know, being patient at the plate and taking a leadoff walk or, you know, just grabbing an extra base because you had a, a mental lapse out there at second base and didn't know where to throw the ball and you didn't know where to cover a base. And, and then they'll, and they'll, take, they'll take what they can get, and, and that's how they beat you. Uh, Grafol was ejected for a second straight game. And for the second time in three innings, he was hot uh, on Friday, and it was uh, it was justified. I thought maybe that was going to uh, you know start a little bit of more of a fire, but uh, it did not. Uh, let's turn our attention to Saturday because that was a wild game. That was a the hockey jersey game. Uh, I was there for the first three innings. Took my son, who turned one years old, uh, on Saturday, April 29th, and was with my wife and. You know, we we got the hockey jerseys. We were there for a little bit, and then he was just he was cashed. It was time to it was time to leave. Socks were up at that point, and then we'll get into what happened after. Uh, good pitching will beat good hitting, and that's what was going on with Lance Lynn. Uh, you want to get the most out of a pitcher when they have their plus stuff. Try to get seven innings or more out of them when they're cooking, and you know it's rare when a starting pitcher has their plus stuff. You know, sometimes it's like C plus, B minus. It's like you're going to have to make adjustments during a game. Not all your pitches are working. That happens more times than not. Lance Lynn looked really good on Saturday. Uh, it was almost historic. Uh, first inning, though, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, was he lazy? Was it a hamstring? Uh, personally, I think that was all lazy there. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. removed as a managerial decision for the White Sox. He hit a dribbler back to the pitcher. If he was going all out, he would have beat out that throw. Um, He went out to the outfield and he played center, but then they replaced uh, him in the order with Oscar Colas. It uh, turned out that maybe someone might have ratted on him. So again, tough opponents or, or really is it just poor fundamentals, horrible approach, bad roster construction, uh, hubris and now laziness uh, according to ryan mcguffey uh, Luis roberts said because of how he hustled on friday uh, he was playing conservative tonight uh, meaning saturday his hamstrings were tight he didn't tell anyone 
so that was uh, the, the story that I'm sure you followed as well. Uh, Charlie Montoya, uh, Pedro Grafol asked him, what's going on? Are you feeling okay? And even after being questioned, uh, he didn't kind of fess up at all. This all came out in post game. A really bizarre situation. I mean, really, really bizarre. Uh, early on, bases loaded, nobody out for the White Sox. Uh, they did score two, Vaughn and Aloy, providing uh, more offense in the sixth. So Sox had a lead, and Lynn had a no-hitter through six, and here I am watching the rest of the game when I got home, and I'm like, oh, man, I saw the Carlos Rodon no-hitter way back when. I was there for that. Uh, so I didn't feel terrible, but still, you want to be there for a no-hitter, and it all kind of fell apart. Lance Lynn lost it in the seventh inning on a solo homer by Franco, uh, and then the Sox just completely went uh, downhill. But what I was thinking about after that home run was, well, how long will Lance Lynn go? He was around uh, 80-something pitches. Uh, Tampa Bay had another run then. Uh, Yaz could not hold on to the ball. Uh, sheets to a uh, Elvis relay and and just nothing from Laz uh, Yaz and then Lynn goes to flip the ball to Yasmani Grandal he's not looking or paying attention you got runners on the corner one out Lynn was at 103 pitches uh, it's always weird to me uh, when a pitcher loses a no hitter kind of late in the game and then things just start falling apart the focus isn't there anymore maybe the team's focus as it is you know as a whole is not there anymore because the no hitters not intact. Uh, Bummer came into the game and boy, you kind of knew what was going to happen. Uh, let's the Rays tie it at three. I mean, then a double steal. That's classic Tampa Bay preparation. They knew what they were getting themselves into, uh, how they can run on certain guys and, you know, Bummer just not holding people on and they took advantage. You get a double down the line. Rays took the lead. Again, exploitation by a good team like Tampa. Uh, Bummer left the game to a round of boos as he should. Uh, and then the wheels really came off. Lambert gives up a two home, uh, gives up a two more. It's 6-3 Rays, uh, back-to-back home runs, 10-3. Again, you're just like, a half hour ago, it was 3 nothing White Sox and Lance Lynn had a no-hitter. It's 10-3. It didn't stop there. Again, the seventh inning started uh, with the White Sox having a 3 nothing lead uh, and Lynn was sitting on a no-hitter. You had some sell-the-team chants that were coming through the TV loud and clear. Uh, and then it was just an absolute nightmare after that. Uh, Sox offense, three runs, four hits, two for nine with runners in scoring position. Lynn's final line, six and a third innings, three hits, uh, four earned runs, a pair of walks, 10 strikeouts, one home run, uh, his ERA 7.16, bullpen, two and two-thirds innings, eight hits, eight earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts, four home runs. Uh, The bullpen has been horrible this season and Saturday they showed it off. I mean, when you're going to be bad, you might as well be really bad. And that was Saturday. I've never seen anything quite like Saturday's game. Never. And then you couple that with all the Luis Robert Jr. drama. Wow. That was that was bad. Uh, Sunday again, Sox uh, able to stop the bleeding, stop the 10-game losing streak, beat the Rays 12-9. Clevenger, five innings, seven hits, two earned runs, a walk. Eight strikeouts, two home runs issued. His ERA, 4.60. Uh, 
Again, bullpen nightmare once again. Lopez and Bummer giving up a bunch of runs. This was back and forth, back and forth during some sloppy conditions. Uh, Sacks offense, 12 runs, 18 hits, 5 for 12 with runners in scoring position, and Vaughn with a walk-off home run. Robert didn't start the game. Was it because he was uh, out of principle because of the laziness or because of the hamstring? Well, he pinch hit late in the game on Sunday in a critical situation where hustling was key and there were wet conditions. So that hamstring must have been feeling pretty good, I guess. Uh, Sloppy conditions, sloppy defense, sacks with two airs. Roller coaster of a game within a roller coaster of a weekend during a nightmare season. But Sox win, stop the losing streak, and have a day off on Monday. Hey, if the Sox continue down the path they are on, serious decisions will need to be made by the trade deadline. What might the Sox do? Uh, More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Uh, You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Uh, Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply so what happens if the white Sox fail to turn it around ken rosenthal had an article a few days ago in the athletic boy uh talk about the sack stages of grief uh rosenthal wrote the white Sox competitive window opened in the pandemic shortened 2020 season when thanks to an expanded format they made their first of two consecutive postseason appearances both years they failed to win a series And now their window appears to be slamming shut, putting owner Jerry Reinsdorf in a bind. Reinsdorf 87 might not want to tear down, not when he thought the bad times were behind him. But he also does not seem eager to build up, considering he reduced his opening day payroll from $193 million in 2022 to $181 million uh, this season. The White Sox then could end up Uh, being caught in between the worst possible position for any club, particularly one trying to regain its footing under a new manager, Pedro Grafol, and coaching staff. Uh, But barring a rapid turnaround, the deadline will force the team's hand. Uh, If the White Sox sell, their trade candidates essentially will fall into three buckets. So you got the potential free agents. Uh, This group includes right-handers Lucas Giolito and Mike Clevenger, relievers Ronaldo Lopez and Kenyon Middleton, catcher Yasmani Grandal, and second baseman Elvis Andrews. Except for Giolito, none would bring much in return at his current level of performance. That's why Giolito, keep keep it up, man. Keep up those quality starts uh, if you can. Players under club control through next season. This is the second group. Uh, Anderson, Hendricks, and right-hander Lance Lynn all fit into this category thanks to club options on their contracts. So does reliever uh, Kendall Graveman, who will be in the final year of his deal. Trading any of them essentially would be a step towards conceding 2024. 
And then you've got the final group, players under multi-year control beyond this season. The big prize would be right-hander Dylan Cease, who has two years of salary arbitration remaining. Luis Robert Jr. under club control through 2027. Would be interesting if he could get it together. Third base, Yoan Mankata control through 2025. And Aloy Jimenez through 2026 are growing expensive, and neither is on the field enough for the Sox to do much in return. Trading only uh, the potential free agents would make sense if Reinsdorf thinks the team could contend next season. Such a conclusion, though, logically would lead to an increase in payroll and good luck convincing Reinsdorf of that if business suffers because this team's this year's team stinks already does. Then again, if the White Sox again decide to go backwards, trading one or more of the players with club options for 2024 would amount only to a half step. At that point, the White Sox might as well move Dylan Cease, who was represented by Scott Boris and unlikely to sign a contract extension before free agency. What Ken Rosenthal, I'm sure, knows but didn't include in this article is the Chicago White Sox don't pay for quality pitching. So I don't see Dylan Cease signing with the White Sox long term anyway. Not a good way to end the episode, but it's the real truth of what's going on with this team if things don't get right soon come trade deadline. Thanks so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, White Sox Take on the Twins. Michael Kopech on the Hill on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making lock, uh, Lockdown White Sox uh, your first listen every day. Hey, every day is on the next episode. I will continue to try to make sense of what is happening with our White Sox as we get ready for the first place, Minnesota Twins. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.